And welcome, everybody, Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. David Sterling has been fired from the show because he just he couldn't deal with his uh, attitude towards the All Star Game. No, he actually <laughs> is. He's actually uh, he's got some neighbor thing going on, and it ran late. And of course, when you're out drinking and eating with neighbors, you know, there's never really a time limit on it. Yeah. You know, you just do what you got to do. Yeah. So, uh, have fun, yeah, David. Have fun, Dave. And the funny thing is, David is the only guy who actually watched the game last night. Live. Live, at least. The rest of us were doing things that, well, I mean, I don't really have a great excuse. My wife decided she wanted to go to the casino, so we went to the casino. And <laughs> heaven forbid that we'd come back at an early time so I could watch the game because. I mean, we were winning, we were losing, we were winning, we were losing, ended up losing, you know, mm. you know, whatever. I don't really have a great excuse either. I was uh, down in Sioux Falls with uh, visit, visiting my sister-in-law and brother-in-law there you go. and um, we, I could have had the game on the TV, but instead we chose to play Jackbox TV. Mm. So we Nothing had wrong. a little family game night. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, were you doing something fun last night? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, maybe... It you know I, none of us have good enough excuses to uh, for missing you know arguably the most important game of the year. Now I say oh. that a little bit in jest because you almost could have said that last week and going forward for the next eight weeks, seven weeks, you know all these games are going to be important. But certainly it was a huge game. But I um yeah you know and the other thing is hey there's thirty there's thirty four MLS games a year. There it's kind of a condensed schedule. Not so much this year. Yeah. with fewer midweek games but it's it's tough to catch all of them i mm-hmm. i'm such a homer everybody knows that minnesota sports fan that i had the opportunity to um go to a twins game for free and that turned in and and the thing about that was quit make it short but i i have for some reason have not made it to a twins game this year prior to last yeah. night and, and that's just very unusual for me usually i get to a handful of games certainly earlier in the year so i mean i don't know what was going on but it took me so long to get the game finally had the opportunity to get, go free tickets i'm like okay I, i'm gonna go yeah. it's a hall of fame weekend kind of a special sure special game and uh yeah then so i got down there down in minneapolis there's a lot going on this weekend minneapolis because that was 6 p.m saturday you know just before the loons were set to kick off then I got just as I got down there to the Twins game. Hey, got a friend of mine sent. Hey, I got two free tickets to the Vikings game. It's just a preseason game, but across town. So I'm like, you know what? Let's go over there. We got our free hat. Let's head over to the Vikings game. Check that out. I haven't been to a Vikings game in a little while either. So ended up watching, you know, a good chunk of the uh, Vikings game from US Bank Stadium, and then after that, you know, head home. You know, because by that time the the Loons game was just about over. I was like, if yeah. only I could have got free tickets to the Loons game, could have jumped back on back on the light rail, made it down there for the end, but uh, did not happen. Anyway, so I had a sporting evening out, which was fun. But. Yeah, then and a shitty one at that because the uh, Vikings. Yeah, but yeah, like it, shit. I mean, and I mean, fortunately, I I knew that going in, I, that it's preseason. It's yeah. nothing to get excited about. I, the only thing is, it was the atmosphere in there. Even though it's preseason, it's not quite regular season, um, but it's still fun. The atmosphere yeah. is still pretty electric in there, so that was cool to see. But and so the results don't matter so much. Twins game, you know, if I would have stayed at that, it would have been the extras. It would have been heartbroken from that. So yep, eh, all's well that ends well. Just left yep. early, enjoyed a little bit of sports, and then headed back. And of course, all this time. At least after seven o'clock, I I was following uh, the game. I was following most closely was the Loons game, of course. Yeah, and and I did I did. Uh, it's fresh on my mind. I watched the full replay uh, thanks to the Valley Sports app uh, just uh, an hour ago. So it's the game's fresh on my mind. So I I do want to say this. I was trying to follow the game up at Grand Casino Malax, uh, but their Wi-Fi was being very shitty yesterday. And oh, I don't know, I don't know why I don't know if they have, they don't have good Wi-Fi or what the fuck the deal is, but seriously, fix your Wi-Fi because I couldn't like I was trying to text you guys and texts weren't going through. And then I had Nels text me about the other fans football draft with him and his brothers. And that was like flop. That was weird. So, yeah. So anywho, guys, uh, it is Sunday night. Um, like I told you before, I am alone. Uh, my family all left me. Uh, they did leave the dog though, so and the and the rabbit. So I'll be dealing with those two. 
the rest of the night. Um, we are drinking beer. Yep. Correct. I think we're drinking beer. I'm drinking uh, beer. Good. Dave's drinking beer. I'll uh, I'll go first because I had an opportunity yesterday for the first time to get to well, not a new brewery, but a new space for a brewery that I've been wanting to get to forever. And that is Ayer up in Elk River. Um, the uh, We went out for our usual family uh, lunch with the in-laws, went to Sunshine Depot in fabulous downtown Elk River, right next to the old Ayer Brewing, which is now some Minnesota-made uh, like shop in there with bath oh, okay. bombs and shit like that. So then I talked my wife into going up to Ayer to get a crowler. And uh, yeah, what a fantastic space up there. Um, they had a food truck. Uh, they have bags out on the lawn. They've got a dog walking area. They've got picnic tables set up. They got a great indoor space. Um, they have uh, ramen noodles uh, you can buy and cook while you're there. Hmm. They have you cup- can get it yourself. Yeah, cup of noodle. You know, yeah. little ramen noodle cups. Hard yeah. pass for me, but yeah, yeah you can do that. They offer something. Yeah, they offer that going on. And of course, they get all their great taps out there, and then they got their their crowlers, which now they can have in a big. Uh, crowler refrigerator you can pick out your own crowler which is nice um so i went with a new one for me it's called sour peach kids which is a play on sour Mm. patch kids it is a a peach sour i don't know the percentages i'm sure it's like oh 4.4 on the uh, abv uh this guy's tastes like a sour patch kid in a drink I'm telling you right now, it is very sour. And it, yeah, I, I'll tell you what I I'm now I'm really curious to try that sometime, hopefully mm-hmm. soon, because I mean, I don't I'm not I don't eat a ton of candy, uh, but when I do, that's kind of on my short list of candies that I like. Yeah. And I but uh, yeah, I could imagine that would be <laughs> it tastes exactly yeah. like a Sour Patch Kid peach at that peach, the, uh, peach, Sour Patch Kids. Uh, so, yeah, so it's it's good. It's delicious. The guys at Ayer, I'll, I'll keep talking about them because they're great guys. Um, they're on social media all the time. They have a lot of events going on up there. Uh, and there was actually a, a bunch of people there on a Saturday at like one o'clock. It was it was actually pretty full there. Um, but it was also Brewfest weekend up in Monticello last yesterday. Uh, oh, it's that, that time of year already. Oh. Which me and Nels and my sister-in-law and my wife usually go to, but we decided not to this year because of some plans that it, it fell through, whatever, whatever. So, uh, yeah. So I think I went weekend. to the last one that, well, I shouldn't say the last one they had because they might have had one last year, but the last one that I could have gone to. Yeah, yeah, you did. I think it was yeah. 2019, I believe. Yeah, you went to that one. Yep. Was it uh, the last year when you we tried to record the podcast? Uh, and at late at night and you were super drunk, Tony. Oh yeah. That was last year that Nels and I went to the, uh, yeah. went to the, uh, brew fest and I said, Oh, let's record this podcast. And I tried and I was like, I can't do it. Just yep. was way too <laughs> wasted afterwards. So yeah, it happens. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, Ayer again, a great, great brewery. Go try them out if you're up there, uh, before I go on you guys, uh, talk about your beers, guys. I do want to mention I sent you guys a uh, that picture of pairings of chips. Mm-hmm. That's right. Beer, okay. Yeah. So in the off season, we will do a podcast. We are we will pair our differing brews. We'll figure out what we're each drinking, and then we'll pair it with chips. The chips that they say on that uh, thing to do it with. Yeah, that's we'll easy. I think I'll just pick my favorite chip. Yeah. Or crisp, and then. Sure. Uh, should yeah. we all should we do that one in person or like over mm-hmm. Zoom? I think we should do that one over person and in person. No, we can, but then David won't be available for it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Maybe so. David will have something with his neighbors again. Yeah, probably. Won't be okay. available. So all right. Uh Connor, what are you drinking tonight? Uh this is not a new brewery, but I'm pretty sure this is a new beer. I went with Blackstack tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think we've had Blackstack on in a while. Mm-hmm. And this one is called the Double Dry Hopped City Pages. Mm. And it's called, and they classify it as the best double dry hopped IPA. Oh. Uh, which is a pretty bold statement. And being that double dry hopped IPAs are my favorite kind of beer, I figured I'll be the judge of that. So I went ahead and got a four pack. And, you know, it certainly doesn't suck. Um, it's... Uh, it, 
it's uh, pretty tasty. It's nice and it's nice and dry. It's nice and hoppy. It's nice uh, and kind of smooth too, actually. Um, so let me read off a little, uh, read off a little description of this. Despite our best efforts, we never got this when they were around. Sunday paper-sized proportions of our hand-selected mosaic and mosaic cryo with a beautiful lot of Nelson Sovin from New Zealand. Oh, I wonder if that's the hop they use in, uh, um, in the hydration break at Allianz Field. To be. Um, figured since we were the only ones voting this year, we could do the tally ourselves. Rest in peace. I'm not wow. sure that's. I'm not sure that's a description, but, but I'm not. I'm not really exactly <laughs> sure what that means, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's certainly the definition of a double dry hops IPA. Uh, it sits on the back of your tongue, just like a double dry hops IPA. So I would certainly get it again. And you know, I want to try out. I, I want to get out to Blackstack's tap room again. Um, yeah. It's uh, right next to Can Can Wonderland, uh, which yes. I haven't been to in a while yes. either. So, I, you know, maybe I'll make it a date day with Laura or something. There you go. Good times that out there. Good times. Yeah. Blackstack and Can Can Wonderland can't beat it. Uh, all right. Thanks, Connor. Uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? All right. Well, I'm going to, because David's not here and there's only three of us, I'm going to do a real, real quick shout out to Bajas Brew Labs. And because I think if you're listening to this podcast, I've been talking about that place for a while, whether we need to get there and do a, a podcast there in live in person, or just the fact that I want to get back there. And, and for some reason, I have not been there in, in too long. Let's just put it that way. I can't remember when the last time I was there. But so anyways, before all the, uh, Sports shenanigans last night. I was we stopped down at Bajas Brew Labs uh, to grab a beer, and I got to tell you that place was packed. Like their main parking lot was completely full. Um, the inside, the, the brew hall inside, which they've got a big space, of course, which is nice, but that was f- fairly full. And then their um, outdoor patio was, which is large as well, was was almost completely taken up too. So they're doing great business down there. It was great to see, and it's a great spot, not far from six one two you know, in Northeast Minneapolis, good location. And then it's a great place. If you want to do your uh, brewery hopping, there's just, yep. you know, there's several right in that little area. So it's a great brewery area, um, which I still think about Tony, how when we left, there was no such thing as a brewery down there nope. or anywhere for that matter. I nope. mean, this is pre uh, surly days when we lived down there, but anyway, I digress. Uh, so I do want to give a shout out and I'm going to, the beer that I had that I had not had before as well, was uh, the Guavatron, and that's a mm-hmm. that's a Gose. Um, it's you know obviously Guava Gose, hence mm-hmm. Guavatron. But yeah, that beer was delicious, and apparently that's one of their uh, mainstays now. It's available year round as well. Oh, wow. Of course, nice. Talked about the wonder stuff, I believe. So yeah, shout out to Bajas Brew Labs. That was great to get down there before the games, and uh, yeah. But today, um, and I and I didn't. Th- so I would have grabbed a crowl or a six pack from there, but I didn't obviously want to carry it uh, with me. <laughs> to the different games. So it didn't work out to get a crawler. Otherwise I would have, or a six pack. But so today I ended up going with um, a new brewery for me. I don't know if it is for you guys, but it's a new brewery for me and um, a new beer, of course, then. And so I ended up going with a beer from Brass Foundry Brewing Company. And that's in mm-hmm. Long Lake, just, just out past YZ on Highway 12. And actually I, I, I saw it. I'm like, oh, Long Lake long lake like for me that's that's 12 miles away if i was to drive that's 12 miles 15 minutes from here i i so that's it kind of shock, shocked me when i saw this and didn't really recognize it i didn't recognize the brewery didn't recognize the beers and so i'm like wow this is this is as it's it's as close basically as omni is say for me maybe mm-hmm. not quite as close but it is right you know in my neighborhood i guess i just don't find myself getting out west as much as i say go you know closer into the city so that probably explains that so Long Lake Brass Foundry Brewing Company. I ended up going with their bottom bouncer and that I don't believe it's available all, all the time, but um, it's a brown ale. And I got to say, it's, it's really, really delicious. Um, it's just a well done brown ale. And I mean, I've had quite a few brown ales, you know, on this pod. And uh, this one just comes in really smooth. It's 5.8% alcohol. Um, so it is, it's fairly smooth, easy drinking. And uh, yeah, just um, I didn't know this, but uh, should shout out to um, Brass Foundry Brewing Company. They were actually rated the best Minnesota ale brewery in 2021, just last wow. year. So 
Oh, wow. They, they've got a lot Jeez. going from them. And they've got uh, quite a few flagship brews. They, they do it all. They've been around as long as the loons have been around in MLS, established hmm. in 20, 2017. So that's why, again, I was a little surprised that I uh, have not had their beer or been to their brewery yet. But hmm. maybe that'll change. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I might be wrong on this. I think Brass Foundry has been around for a while, but I don't think they actually had a brewery until mm. a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, they they say, again, I haven't been there, but they say they were established in 2017. Now, maybe they were doing something on a smaller scale prior to that. But Yeah, maybe. I know I've, I've at least been able to buy their cans uh, from, mm-hmm. from liquor stores for a couple of years now. So yeah. they're definitely getting out there and they do make good ales. So it's mm-hmm. an excellent choice, Dave. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe that's been increasing as of late. Um, I don't know you know, as far as their distribution is, but they do claim to be available at a uh, thousand plus locations. So good. extremely good distribution, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, great. All of our beers, no beer from Florida today because David's not on the podcast, but we'll get another one next week. I'm sure. Uh, let's get into the game guys that none of us actually watched. Um, well, David, Dave watched, but today yeah. he watched it. Um, it was against Austin. It was here at home. Uh, big, Big matchup because Austin is in second place, uh, and we we were hanging out in I think we were before the game started, guys. We were in fourth or third. Fourth. We were fourth. Okay. Yeah. So we're in fourth. They are uh, probably like eight points ahead of us, or were at the at the start of the match. Um, we went in this game, guys, with a lineup that was a little bit well, not weird, but there was a change in the back line, uh, and that is yep. because. Uh, we were missing. Who were we missing on the back? Was it um, a taxi? Chimera Lawrence. Taxi. That's right. Taxi. And, 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 and they, yeah. So he wasn't even available. Um, mm-hmm. this must have came up in training because I mean, obviously yeah. he's been he's been a mainstay mm-hmm. in the uh, starting eleven for a while now. Um, so I, I'm assuming it came up in training. The thing is, I didn't hear about it, and I mean, I try and keep my finger on the pulse of this team all week, and I didn't hear anything of it right up until a uh, game time. Maybe it was just because I was lazy and missed uh, the most recent injury update but yeah I, I think they said it was they didn't get too specific on the broadcast they just said it was a knee issue and yeah it had now hopefully it's not serious but so so that was interesting and i and remember going back you know i i know I, I, we i certainly was talking about the fact that you know after they signed alan benitez i was you know you know dj taylor was in a pretty good run of form at least in my opinion especially defensively and you know, me even going up the wings like we touched on, I think, mm-hmm. last week. So, I mean, I was kind of saying, well, boy, I'd love to see the possibility of having both DJ Taylor and Alan Benitez on the pitch at the same time. And here you go. I, I wouldn't. Did. And and I think my the question I had maybe for David specifically was like, well, where how could that happen? Could we see maybe Benitez in, in, a, in a, a defensive mid or wing spot? Mm-hmm. Um and that didn't turn out to be the case. Instead, it was DJ Taylor uh, playing the left wing. So that was a bit surprising. He played over, you know, O'Neill Fisher, who who we've mm-hmm. seen at that left wing spot do, or left back spot do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they the uh, the coaching staff had a reason for that. They said they said it was because of DJ Taylor's experience with uh, Ethan Finley coming down the the right wing. Oh, sure, loss. sure, sure. Okay. So that was their reasoning. Just, you know, DJ Taylor has more experience. Obviously, Fisher, even though he's MLS veteran, O'Neill Fisher, he apparently does not have as much experience going against uh, Ethan Finley. So that was the reason. And, um, well, interesting to see how that worked uh, worked out. And uh, in more more, uh, news from the team, uh, Will Trapp was back. Oh, yes. Good one. But was not in the starting lineup. They actually started Robin Lud and Ariaga. In the mids, which I saw on Twitter, a couple people say uh, that should be the way it is moving forward. That Will Trap really shouldn't start any you know, more games. And I 100% agree with that. You know, it's uh, it's another case of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. Ever since Robin Lode has been starting in that defensive mid position, we've been doing extremely well. Yep. I think we've yeah. only lost. I think we've only lost maybe one or two since mm-hmm. uh, since Robin Lode has been in that position. So keep doing what you're doing. I, yeah. I'd say, and uh, if it stops working, then change it up. Yeah, and it's it's been yeah t- t- yeah it's been nine games. I mean they the run they've got you know coming into this game they had nine or twenty points in nine games. I mean since basically we left Miami, you know they've they've been on a heck heck of a stretch here, 
And then it wasn't long after that, that, you know, you had Robin Lude basically out of necessity. It was when it was basically mm-hmm. when Ariaga got hurt, I believe, mm-hmm. you know, that, that lot Lude had to move back there. And then I personally, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Connor. That's right. Because I mean, as, I mean, as established a veteran as Will Trapp is, I don't think, I think you'd be hard pressed to argue that like, yes, his present, his veteran presence, you know, his calming presence um has been good and has always been good but he hasn't been in top form i don't think and it's like i i don't want to see i don't want to see i i want to see ariaga out there ever since he's come into this team unfortunately got hurt and had to miss a number of games but you know we saw what he could do before he got hurt and even since he's come back here recently ariaga has been so solid even rosales you know he's made contributions mm-hmm. too, and so it's hard. And you throw in the fact that you know Lude is obviously showing that he can play all over the field for this team. And so as long, I think the thing is, as long as Bongi a long way can can hold his own out there on the on the right wing, you know, and his speed is so dangerous. We saw that la- uh, last night. Um, as long as he's a threat and is playing well, which I think, you know, the goals aren't exactly raining in for Bongi, but I think his play has been solid enough. I think if it wasn't, we wouldn't see him out there. I think Lude would switch back to that right wing spot. But the fact is, I think Bongi's holding his own and, and, and you know, really contributing to the recent run of form for this team. So, yeah, I, I there you go. great to have him back and, you know, can't mm-hmm. complain about depth. This is about nope. as healthy as he has been all year, which is yep. also enough. Yep. So, uh, guys, uh, this game starts off. Uh, Dave, I mean, uh, the first, let's say the first 20 minutes, was it just like back and forth or was it uh, a lot of attacking by us or? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, yes and no. Uh, let's, I know David's not here, but I mean, and all of us weren't watching live, but uh, I think his comments over the first, I think it was 15, 20, 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Um was basically just I, he didn't have a lot to say other than it was sloppy, mm-hmm. and it was it was uh, a little bit frustrating. But it it wasn't just sloppy by Minnesota United it, to clarify or to clarify his points, which I totally agree with. I think it was it was sloppy, but it was also sloppy by Austin, and it, so it wasn't a clean game. It just wasn't. It it should have been better. I mean, both teams in the first twenty minutes had opportunities. I kind of look at like the first ten minutes it was basically Minnesota that had like the better, better attacking play, um, better coming out of the midfield. I don't want, I I'm hesitant to say better possession because it, it simply wasn't, but Minnesota looked to be the most dangerous in the first 10 minutes. And then sure. that kind of flipped the next 20 minutes. It was Austin who kind of looked the most dangerous, maybe had the best opportunities, which they couldn't make, you know, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't take advantage of either. So I, I mean, Austin, had a number of set pieces that they couldn't do anything with. I know Minnesota has been susceptible to, you know, set piece defense all year, but Austin couldn't take advantage of a couple set pieces they had in the first 20. Likewise with Minnesota, it just, it was the final pass. It was like they, you know, Minnesota had a couple of nice shots. Um, and I don't know, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I mean, depending where you're, if you're at the game and depending on where you're sitting, you might, you might've thought Minnesota had scored a couple of goals because the side netting was kind of a curse. Uh, I think Reynoso hit the side netting on the left as, as you're coming, mm-hmm. as they're coming down the pitch. Um, uh, and then um, uh, Amaria hit the side netting. So it kind of looked like, it kind of looked like, uh, um, like there were some close goals, which there was, there almost goals, uh, almost chances. In fact, I think at this point in the game, Minnesota was out shooting uh, Austin. They, yeah. they had, you could argue that Minnesota in the first 20 minutes had the best of a, what was a sloppy kind of well out of sync performance, but it was still entertaining. It wasn't like terrible. It was, speaking it was, of, Speaking of slappiness, let's get to minute 24 because that's when the first real action occurs. Yep. And that is a, a penalty uh, conceded by our own Ethan Finley, yep. uh, who's now playing for Austin, in the box against Emmanuel Reynoso. Both guys go for the ball. Finley comes in a little bit late. Uh, Ray goes down. Penalty on Finley. I Watching the replay again, guys, I did watch a little bit of these replays today earlier. And watching them again, it's like, I get that's a penalty, but that happens a lot in the box, don't you think? Um, I mean, um, guys running into each other a little bit and a little bit of a, you know. It, 
It was, and maybe you're right. It does happen. Although I, I think, I, I don't think we're going to sit here and argue that it wasn't a penalty. But mm-hmm. I, I get your, I get your point. Yes, it happens. But and maybe credit Reynoso here for, yeah. for some acting. But the bottom yeah. line was, you know, it was interesting how he came in off, you know, off the left side, you know, with his run, ball was out wide right. He came into the box, um, and basically just stopped. He literally stopped and he actually came back. But the ball, here's the, here's the thing. Like the ball was, he, he stopped for good reason because, you know, the ball was crossed into him. He's about to make a move on the ball. It's not like he was out in space alone from the ball. The ball was coming into him yeah. just as Finley. I mean, he gave him, I mean, you might as well be at the, the Vikings game I was at because he gave him a good shoulder and hip. I mean, he, he, he got, he made heavy contact. And so yeah. I don't know, you could argue that maybe Reynoso knew that was coming and then played to it or played into it even. But really the fact was the ball was coming into him at that moment where Ethan Finley made the contact. And sure. so I think because of that, it sure. was a clear and obvious penalty. I don't think you're going to, well, that. I I don't. I didn't actually. You know, I, I was. I was watching, but I don't. I don't think you'd see Ethan Finley complain too heavy about that one. No, and you know that that combined with the fact that Ethan Finley doesn't get contact with the ball at all as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes in. He he puts a pretty heavy hit on Reynoso without yep. getting contact with the ball. Look, um, that alone really- is good enough to get a to get a. Uh, a f- at least a foul wherever the ball might be that yeah that that was actually throwing me off it's funny i think david who was live texting us during the game as he was actually watching it live uh i think he said ring you know ring heavy foul on 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 reynoso and the reason i can see why he thought that because it was finley comes off that contact you know it's a classic arms up not guilty not guilty you know when you see that oh you are guilty and it was alexander ring who came in and uh, was arguing with the ref, but I don't think there was much to argue. No. But uh, yeah, so, we should probably talk about the the strike itself. So Ray gets a shot, uh, takes a shot, penalty kick, hits to the right of uh, what's our the uh, goalie Stuver? Uh, Stuver, yep. yep. Hits the right of Stuver. Game and over. It was, I mean. it, and it was a good. I mean, because we've, I think, you know, Ray's made some a majority of his PKs this year. That, mm-hmm. that was a good one. That one, yeah, Stuber guessed right almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think maybe he did get a finger on it. I guess it sounded right. like he got a finger on it, yeah. But the pace at which he hit that ball, Reno, so was, I mean, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. You want to see that every time. He could have maybe got that ball an inch or two out, you know, closer to the post, but he hit it with such force and pace that it wouldn't have really mattered at that point. So you can see when the goalkeeper guesses right, even maybe gets a finger on it, no chance in the world he's stopping that or even allowing a rebound there. So that, yep. that was awesome to see. And that, you know, that's what you expect from Reno. So, but fantastic start. And so I would say, I, I mean, Austin's definitely probably disappointed at this point, but I don't know. I wouldn't say that it was against the run of play. I mean, I think, you know, that penalty was created because of Minnesota, you know, because of Minnesota, you know, they did have good pressure, as I was saying in the first parts of this game and, good pressure getting into that final third. Yes. Sloppy in the fact that they couldn't find that final pass or their shots were just wide or just high, but um, I kind of felt like that was well-deserved um, for yeah. Minnesota and you're at home. Well, so. And we're at home and we, we're up a goal, which is nice. Uh, yep. So then we skip all the way ahead guys uh, to close to halftime. Well, it is halftime really. Uh, the 40, uh, it was 45 plus one. Yeah, it was an yeah. out of time. Uh, and we get a handball by DJ Taylor in the penalty box. Uh, penalty area, I should say, um, on a sliding tackle. Yep. Which yeah. is, it's, I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often, to tell you the truth. Yeah. On true. sliding tackles, because your hands go up and, and I get it. It's a handball, but. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty straightforward, this one, too. Mm-hmm. It's another one where you, DJ Taylor, you can tell he wasn't going to about to argue this one, mm-hmm. but it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kendra called it, Kendra DC, one called it unlucky. I, I don't, I, it's not unlucky. I mean, he, he, his, it was clearly a handball in the box. There's nobody's arguing that it's unfortunate is what I would say, because yeah, he was diving for it, but like, go ahead and try and make a diving, you know, tackle like that or block. It was, he was trying to block it at that point, but go ahead and try and do that without having your arm come up off your body. Good luck. You know, it's a natural, it's a natural, it's in my opinion, it's natural that your arm arm would be away from your body. Cause they always call it. Okay. If your arms unnaturally away from your so yes, his arm was clearly away from his body as he's sliding down. But it's yep. it's funny because 
if you're making a slide like that, actually it is kind of natural to have your arm up, but by rule, it's a clear penalty. You certainly didn't see DJ Taylor uh, to no. argue that one. And nope. yeah, unfortunate. Cause it was, you know, they almost have gotten to halftime. They gotten, you know, it was basically it was the 45th minute when that happened. So yeah, unfortunate. I don't know if I'd call it unlucky, but unfortunate. And then you don't, you don't expect, Austin's tend to miss too often as well this year. I think he had 18 coming into it, or that was his 18th. Yep. He's the Jersey. golden boot uh, leader yes, right yep. now. Yep. Fellow, and, uh, and he is, uh, and I didn't, th- I guess I didn't know this. I should, probably should have considering he's the front runner for the MVP and M- MLS right now, but he's uh, also a fellow Argentine. So you got yep. battle of the Argentine tens in this one. So and at DSC just, he guessed wrong on this one. Yeah. Um, if he had gone the other way, he would have saved it. So, um, yeah, he, uh, guessed wrong and Drusy gets it. And now we're tied guys going to the half, which is from our predictions last week. I mean, two of us expected a tie to draw in this game. Uh, so yeah. So coming out of the half guys, um, I'm guessing Dave, there was, Oh, yeah, I sorry, Tony, to interrupt, rude of mm-hmm. me, but I <laughs> the funny thing was, and they I wouldn't have known this other, other than the fact that they made a mention of it during the broadcast. But the uh, I'm pretty sure we all know the head referee, Alan Chapman, mm-hmm. you know, him, we know that name, of course. Um, yep. but what I didn't know until they said it on the broadcast was, believe it or not, he had not called a PK coming into this game. Wow, so that was number like one ever in this, I'm sorry, this year, this, this year, year. Oh, okay. Yeah. This year, but yeah, considering we're what match 25 or 26 yeah. into the season, that's a little surprising that uh, that 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 he that referee had not called for a penalty kick this far into the regular season. So, don't yeah, they have quotas so, too? Wow, yeah, don't they have quotas? Well, maybe they, they do, maybe they do, and maybe it's like cop oh. handing out a speeding ticket. Maybe they do, end so of, end of the month type of deal, they gotta start handing them out at the end of the year, it, you know, gotta start it could very well be. Just as long as he's fair, he calls one for both teams, of course. That's right. Yeah, there, That's right. there you go. It managed to get two in one half. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, and Cal and Kendra were joking about it because they had touched on that in their pre. I didn't watch their pregame, mm-hmm. but they were talking about it during the broadcast. They had touched on it during the pregame that he had not allowed one going into this game. So of course there was two in the first half alone. So that was pretty funny. So yeah, so we go into second half, guys. Uh some more back and forth, but let's let's not even talk about anything going on until, until the frag upon a goal guys, because this is a type of thing we've seen from Ray a lot, the pressure up top pressure, 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 and then getting defenders to be a little lazy with the ball and getting an interception. Well, uh, and this you, is, yeah, you'd love to see it because mm-hmm. It's just nice seeing that work pay pay off mm-hmm. because how often do you see it? It doesn't. You make the runs in towards the goalkeeper. You make the runs into the defenders. Mm-hmm. You know you don't get anything out of it. But you know that's why they that's why they coach these players to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, watching this and watching it live as I watched it was it was just incredible. I I, I wouldn't put this on the goal. It was just lazy from the start. It was lazy. Yeah. It was a really poor. Poor, I mean, not no, not so much from the goalkeeper, but even the goalkeeper. This whole sequence, yeah. Um, the you know the first defender going back to the goalkeeper, and another goalkeeper going out to the defender on the left. Yeah, and just he had the opportunity. I'm sure. What's his name, Connor? Maybe you can pull it up as I'm talking about it. But uh, the, the 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 announcer you said, sorry, the defender. Sorry, that gave it up. But oh, um, um was that? Huh. If you can look it up, but at, but basically, what I, my point is, the defender that eventually you know turned it over to Franco. Um, really, he really had an opportunity. He touched it one, two, three, four, almost four times. He mm-hmm. had, he could have boot. He saw Franco Frank. He should have known, or maybe he should have looked over shoulder, saw Franco coming in, had several opportunities to at the very least boot it wide, boot it out of bounds, just do anything. And sure enough, it was his fourth, fourth touch that did him in because Franco just came in and just, you know, it was a nice finish too. I mean, at that point you wouldn't expect Franco to, to miss, okay, but it was so a nice, I think it was uh Cascante. Yes, you're um, right. You're right. Yeah, you you can't fool around in in the in your back in your backfield like that. No. Especially no. when you see you even if you see pressure coming in the other side. Yeah, that you just can't do it. Yeah, 
there's i mean if there's one person pressuring there's probably multiple people pressuring so mm-hmm. just boot uh, it. even if you see the pressure far away from you you think you're not in danger you probably are yeah so i think in, get out of there in this case i mean i think it, the his problem was he touched it three four times he did <laughs> not i he i don't he should have felt it but i don't think he saw franco mm-hmm. until it was too late but he one glance over his shoulder you're defending the right side one glance over your shoulder, you would have saw it coming in. Instead of taking four, three or four touches, just at the very least, boot it out of the way. But yeah, well, you know, to fine that happened, and then but then credit Franco, he at that point still the goal he was right in front. Of the goalkeeper came out, it was right in front of him. He had to do a nice little deft little kind of lob touch over yep. his head into the back of the net. So that was pretty sweet and awesome for Franco. I know um, David was actually and a little critical of Franco's play prior, just, just prior to that mm-hmm. goal. Um, so I'm not going to go into detail. I'm not going to speak for him, but um, let's at the bottom line, at the very least, he kind of redeemed himself with that hard work effort. Yep. He, he's not giving up, gets the goal, continues his heck, like really hot mm-hmm. run of form, you mm-hmm. know, coming in with I, how many games has it been with at least a goal or an assist. I don't know if he missed one in there, a while. He's, I mean, he had a, a stretch of four, four games, I think, with a goal mm-hmm. or assist five and I don't know if you missed a game, but he bottom line is it's nice to see him rewarded continues that hot yep. run of hot run form. And so that's why, you know, when we touched on it, um, this lineup is healthy. So it's going to be interesting now with the new acquisitions, uh, you know, say Mender Garcia who can play anywhere. Supposedly we can talk about him in a minute. Um, but you know, and Jonathan Gonzalez, I mean, mm-hmm. he's competing with Franco, but I'm, what I'm just getting at is this team is, you know, has some depth now finally is healthy and it's nice to see Franco, a guy who we're all a little bit concerned about, especially coming into this year, early in the year, you know, you you can't take him off the pitch now. No, certainly. Guys, I would would like to point out that currently sporting KC is beating Portland three nil at halftime. What the hell right now? Yep. How's that? Well, now don't get too excited for Minnesota. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't get too excited now, Connor, because that same sporting Kansas City team, I think, with prior last week was was beating uh, uh, Austin three to one and came yeah. back to lose. That's right, they were. So, so yeah. just don't get ahead of yourself. But that yeah, is okay. as far as the standings are concerned. Yeah, you wouldn't mind mm-hmm. seeing it because, yeah, Portland is one of those teams, those thirty three point teams, you know, who aren't too far back. But that just goes to show you what you know. Yeah, their points are hard to come by, but yeah, you never know. MLS, yeah, that would be something though. So after the school guys by Fragapane, of course, then Austin brings in three subs, uh, which is not shocking because they're now down by one. Yeah. Um, and they're and, all kind of they're all like for like subs for yeah. the most part. Yeah, if not for the all part, they were all like for like subs. Finley comes off. Yep. Um, he, you know, Finley didn't have a. Uh, you know, his, his performance wasn't filled with highlights, but I mean, he didn't, he, it was a pretty good 67 minutes for Finley, but he comes off. I obviously this was done, I think. And then I think it was, is it, is it Josh Wolf's son? Um, I believe so. That was kind of Owen Wolf. Yeah. I believe yep. it Owen Wolf. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He came on. I mean, so, yep. mm-hmm. but he actually made an impact. He, he, he definitely made an impact uh, not long after coming in for Atlanta. He looked actually pretty good. Yep. Um, but yeah, so like for like subs, yep, the so one then, I want to get to Tony is in maybe well, 71st minute is, uh, our sub, our first sub Mender Garcia comes in for Franco Fragapane, uh, in his debut. That was kind of cool. Mender in there for Franco. Um, and then again, awesome. Makes another sub. We've got some attempts. They got some attempts, but then around the 80th minute, 79th minute, that's when Adrian Heath kind of says, okay, this is where we're going to put up the, the blockade we're going to bring in rosales for ray and we're going to bring in will trap for amaria and uh we're gonna go to a midfield heavy type of uh yeah. formation and and it it works out and then of course oh. at the end of the game we get uh jonathan gonzalez comes in yeah and remember yeah. though I, I think remember though just a minute i think last week against nashville just a minute after they brought in Rosales for I, I now off the top of my head, I can't remember who they brought Rosales in, but it was for a, a, a winger or a forward. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but it was just minute, a minute or two after that Rosales actually did score. 
So I yep. said, hey, no, maybe he's going to well, go to the it well was, one more time. It was Benitez who scored. It was Rosales who assisted. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, yeah, you, 100%. Thanks for correcting yeah. uh, there, Connor. Yeah, because, yeah. But my point was he made a run in the in an attacking effort, you know, got the assist to Benitez. Who, let's credit Benitez in this game. I think it was earlier if we're talking the, about the game from a timeline standpoint. It actually might have been first half. Benitez had a heck of a strike off of like a one touch coming in off a corner, I believe it was. Yeah. So, but, Benitez was playing pretty solidly, I think, in this game too, as well. Just to touch, he seemed to have a lot of uh, attacking presence uh, for for especially for being left back. You saw him drift to the middle every now and then. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I've been very impressed with him ever since he came in. So, um, I'd say the the switch between him and DJ Taylor that we've been talking about off and on throughout this podcast. Um, I'd say so far we've made the right choice with Benitez. Yeah. So I'm, I hope was- that continues to show. It was funny, yeah, with DJ Taylor, you didn't, you did not see, um, speaking of coming up, DJ Taylor on the left back position, you did not see him, at least for the majority of this game, you didn't see him, come, you know, making those overlapping runs. You didn't see him coming down the left side, left wing too far. Maybe that was strategy. Maybe that was because they knew they had the speedster and Ethan Finley yeah. out wide right that they kind of kept him at home a little bit more. Yeah. And then Benitez kind of took that more. They going down the right side with Benitez. That was they kind of left, stuck with that strategy. That was probably what was going on there. But yeah, so, you know, at least Will Trap got some minutes. That that was good to see. And then so, yeah, Mender Garcia is coming in. He they say he can play anywhere mm-hmm. uh, across the wings, uh, forward. He could probably even play the ten. They say so. Mm-hmm. That's that's nice to have that in your pocket. Yep. Mm-hmm. So guys, I mean, to finish it off here, we get a two to one win against Austin at home. Well, hold on Be- before we we finished that off that last attempt toward the end of the game yes. there. Um, Dave, you watched, uh, I, I yeah. didn't, I saw the, the highlights. Why you brought that up? Um, I, I saw the highlights and I saw the last attempt. Uh, first of all, the, so just to describe it for you guys, uh, the, the ball comes in, the, the ball comes in uh, basically from the halfway line, uh, a big, a big long ball into the 18 yard box. And then I believe I who is that there? That's um, I believe that is, uh, that's Gabrielson, uh, who chooses to head the ball across goal instead of take the shot on the volley, and then, uh, there's another there's another player on the other side who heads the ball and it goes out of play. Uh, there's a call for handball. Dave, you saw I didn't see any replays of the play. Uh, was that a handball or no? I didn't see it, so I'm not going to comment on it. I, okay. I I must have missed the last few minutes of the game, but but I'm glad you brought up the point. There was some late attempts as late in the game. Um, there was, but it wasn't. And and you you look at the final stats. Uh, possession was overwhelmingly in Austin's favor. That's not surprising considering how they play, and you know a lot of that was going back. So that's not surprising, but Minnesota ended, did end up with the most shots on goal, 6-2, and most shots, 15-13. And I thought that was clear into the second half. I I know my – I think my – I had multi-goal prediction, you know, win for this game. Almost surprising it didn't end up that way. Um, actually, I'm, I'm surprised this game didn't end 3-1, 4-1. Sure. Um, because it yep. – you know, Dane Sinclair – he did what he had to do, a couple saves, but it, it he was – this was not one of his – you know, we, we're so used to seeing Dane St. Clair making a ton of saves in a lot of these games that we've been watching lately. This was not the case. Minnesota, I, in my opinion, really dominated, really held Austin at bay. And we're talking about a, a team in Austin that I think has scored 54 goals coming into this game really dangerously. Only You know, second only in the league to, to LAFC really held this Austin team at bay. They didn't look threatening. It wasn't one of those games where you're just like, hold on to your butts. Let's hope, you know, let's hope we can hold on to the hold out into this win. It was actually Minnesota with the better opportunities, even late after Minnesota made it two to one. It was Minnesota with some more, I think, you know, throw Reynoso's name out there. Um, but it was Minnesota that was looked to be the most dangerous, even after, you know, they brought in what could look like kind of, you know, defensively heavy substitutions. So yep. it was really nice to see. You know, Minnesota, I think, was really frustrating Atlanta. They Atlanta just couldn't do any, couldn't do what they wanted to do, couldn't do what they were used to doing, you know, and you got to, I mentioned it, they came back and, you know, they were down 3-1 to Kansas City just the week before, 
so that kind of makes you worry. We've seen this. Minnesota has seen this. We've given up late, lead, late leads late. Uh, did not happen. It was just really fun. And as a fan to see Minnesota able to close out a game as dominant, I think, as they did. This was not a nail biter, in my opinion, at the end. This was this was Minnesota continuing continuing to dominate meaningful possessions. I think they, Minnesota got better as the game went on as far as maybe connecting with those final passes, leading to some quality opportunities and chances. So yep. that was really, really good to see against a quality team. So nice. so you get a two-to-one win, guys, against Austin, uh, which is a neat, much-needed uh, three points for this team. Uh, Austin, of course, stays in second place. We gained some ground on them a little, I mean, little bit. Uh, now we're only seven points behind them uh, for guys, the second might, place. We might gain more, actually, because as we speak in the 15th minute, Nashville's up on Dallas 1-0. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. So, so – because uh, I mean, I think as it came in, as it came into it, like Minnesota was one point behind, or no, they were like four points behind Dallas. Because yeah, I think David made, David made the point that you know you look at the standings, Dallas and RSL sandwiched in between Minnesota. Uh, both teams, I think, had won. Dallas and RSL had won. Was it Dallas or RSL played a midweek game? One of the teams might have played Sunday, but both Dallas and RSL won. You know, heading into this match. After yep. Minnesota yep. beat Nashville, so that that makes it tight because they're right there in the standings. Yeah, I always look at this retroactively. Like, yeah, Tony, we're talking about a two-one win over the second-place team in the West. That's huge. Yep. Um, especially as we talked about last week. Okay, how do you look at these last nine games? Now eight. Now this is a hell of a way to start it, being a, yep. a second-place team in Austin. But I look at it retroactively. I, you know, if you look at the standings and subtract three points. Mm-hmm. From from where they stand now, Minnesota, that is, it looks a heck of a lot worse. Yeah, you know, especially it does. in real time. So it's just a much needed win. And that's why we're gonna we're gonna we might as well say it now. We're gonna repeat this every week, most likely all the way up to decision day, biggest match of the year, biggest match of the year, because that's how yep. it's gonna come out. Yep. So guys, the only other big thing from the standings was that LAFC uh locked in a playoff spot. Uh this weekend, which is not surprising, they have 57 points. So, um, yeah, so great win by the Loons. Um, we're going to take a quick break, guys. When we come back, we will uh, give predictions for next week's game against, uh, is it Dallas next weekend? It's Houston. Houston next weekend. Your predictions for that. Got a little Minnesota history from Connor. And then maybe a quick funny story. So we'll be back All in right. just one minute. Ah. And we're back. Quick little break. Um, let's, guys, let's talk about next weekend's game uh, against Houston. I believe it's here at home, correct? Yep. It is. It's after. Okay. It's a Saturday afternoon game. In fact, um, the game last night uh, against Austin was the last Saturday evening game, hmm. home game for the rest of the year. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, really? Surprising. Yeah, yeah, it is surprising. They do, including next Saturday, have an, a Saturday afternoon game this next saturday the 27th it kicks off at 2 30 at allianz mm-hmm. field and i think they have another 2 30 afternoon game somewhere in that mix against dallas yes, yeah against dallas yeah. but as far as even prime time you know seven o'clock eight o'clock games that was it last night saturday night yep. games so all right on on saturday yeah it's uh it looks like well no wait, wait a minute don't we have oh no that we're at we're at sporting KC for that one um okay. But yeah, that looks like we have a, a 7 p.m. game on September 13 against LAFC, but that's a Tuesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So next weekend's game against Houston. Guys, I'll start. Uh, it is Houston, but it's not in Houston. It's not in Texas. It's here. So I'm going to pick a – I'm going to go with 3-1 to one in this one. 3-1 victory by the Loons. Keep our – winning streak alive here uh dave how about you well i'm i'm gonna pick minnesota to win at home you know i i i stopped paying i mean let's see minnesota beat houston back uh about a month ago and in houston we beat them mm-hmm. two to one if you remember that one um all right <laughs> we joke I, i'm gonna have to stop joking about it because we get worried every time minnesota goes to texas to play somebody but uh houston has not won a game 
since they have not won a game since uh, I have, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how far back I had to scroll, but they have not won a game outright since June 25th. Ooh. I just can't see that happen. Can't see that changing anytime right. soon. July 17th, against- July 17th. They got to win. Okay. I missed it. I knew I, I knew I missed it. Who they beat on July 17th. Uh, they beat uh, San Jose. Okay. San Jose. Yep. Bottom line, long time. They've they've they're in a bad run of form here, especially as of late. Although I did manage to draw um, last week against Colorado, but um, or this week could be the twentieth. Sorry, getting ahead of myself. But I'm going to go with a three-one win for Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to get back with that. You know, crooked number, multiple goals scored against a struggling Houston team at home. It should be a slam dunk. Minnesota has the whole week as well All right. as Houston. All right. Uh, Connor, what about you? Uh, two, three, one predictions here, huh? Um, you know, th- three, one sounds like a pretty good score, but I'm gonna go a little bit different and super optimistic. I'm gonna say three now. Right, um, yeah. the I mean, maybe uh, we're not being optimistic enough. I mean, maybe, oh, I think yeah. we are. I think, oh, no, I, th- I think you guys are. I think three, one is a pretty good prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I just want to be different. Um, there's uh, Houston. Their goal scoring ability hasn't been great. I think the only per, the only teams who haven't scored as many as them are Sporting KC uh, and Vancouver are on terms with them right now as far as goals scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also have a negative eleven goal difference. So I think we I think we beat them three 0 at home. I, every, everything is uh, putting the odds in Minnesota's favor right now. So I think I I think it'll be a clear win. You know, uh, yeah, but it could be a trap game. Well, I, I know, and, and you, it's, I'm glad you brought that up, Connor, because I know I don't know if uh, David was specifically referring to this game as a trap game, but I know he, looking at the you know the next now eight games ahead of Minnesota as they close out the season, he David definitely used that term trap game. Yeah. I I I don't like that. I I really don't. I I realize it's a thing. I know that we all know that, especially in MLS with the parity. Mm-hmm. that this league seems to have, you know, any given Saturday, so to speak. But, um, gosh, the way Minnesota is playing right now, you, you got to be focused, especially to make, like I said, you got to make up for that second quarter of the season where we were dropping points left and right. I, I just think you got to come out strong. And this one's at home. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, quite frankly, if this game was in Houston again, I'd still be predicting a Minnesota win, not a draw. But, I mean, man, you got to come out strong. Yep. So, but anyways, definitely. Uh, good. David, yeah. David pr- is predicting a, a four nil loss. Uh, yeah, we just throw that <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. He was, yes, yeah. yes. he's going full on trap. So, I'm trap. kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yes. Yes. Uh, before we get into Connor's history, I just got a message from our friend, Blake. Who wants to know when he can drop the beer off. Oh yes. Um, shoot. I keep forgetting to reach out to him. He is, um, uh, he said he's he'll be in uh, going to trucking school to get a CDL license for his new job in Invergrove Heights. If anyone lives between there and Robbinsdale area, let me know and I'll drop the beer off for someone. Well, I don't live in that area, so. Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll send him a message right now. Actually, yeah, and... send him a message right now. Yeah. Get that going. Yeah. The beer's getting a little old. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need it. Yeah, exactly right. So uh yep, we'll uh we'll get that hooked up there, Blake. I'm sure somebody's kind of sending a message right now. So um other than that, while Connor's doing that, um hmm, yeah, we got some history coming up. I've decided not to do a funny story, guys, because the fact of the matter is what? the fact of the matter is the one that David sent, I wanted to do that one, but I don't want to do it without him on here. And I really don't have anything that's really great right now. Nothing earth-shattering. Well, what's something funny that happened to you this weekend? Nothing. I lost okay. money at the casino. That's funny. About it. Yeah. About it. So wouldn't call that funny, but I wouldn't, you know, can't call that surprising either. But so it's, it's not funny, but it happened. So yeah. All right. Message sense. Awesome. All right. Connor, you got some uh, Minnesota soccer history cap off this podcast. Go for it, man. Um, Well, let's bring up my Minnesota soccer historical calendar. So today is August 21st. We are going to go back a week 
And we're going to go to August 15th. Uh, let's do, oh boy. It's kind of a sad one to start on, but 1981, <laughs> August 15th. Ooh. The Kicks lose 7-2 to Ouch. at Chicago Sting. Oh, mm. terrible. Oh, boy. That game. That's awful. I should look at the box score to that. How many of those? I don't remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Minnesota soccer fans have blocked it from their memories. Probably. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Uh, August 17th, 2016. United win 2 nil against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. There you go. Up in Blaine. Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So, okay, here's a big win. August 18th, 1980. The Kicks win 6-1 against the Philadelphia Flirt Philadelphia Fury. Excuse okay. me. All right. So, oh, and I think Nashville just made it 2-0, by the way. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we're up against, good. Yeah, good start for and great for Minnesota. Yeah, one side of games, and yeah, SKT mm-hmm. still has a three 0 lead. All right, and we'll do one more here. Let's do okay, nineteen seventy six uh, today. As a matter of fact, uh, the Kicks won their first ever playoff match three nice. 0 against the Seattle Sounders. Oh, the Sounders. Yeah. There you How go. About that little Sounders history in there too. That's nice. We'll, we'll always have that over the Sounders. Mm-hmm. That'll be nice. Yeah, since we can't beat them any other time. Right. Jeez. God. Well, great. Well, thanks for the history, Connor. Yeah. Like I said, guys, no funny story tonight because, like I said, there's a story I want to talk about when David's on the podcast that he sent to us about a boat, and I really want to get into that because it's kind of funny and kind of. Weird. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get to that. And no other stories I found are really like anything great. There's a wallaby on the loose in Ohio. I mean, okay. There's a Wallabies. wallaby on the loose in Ohio. Yeah. People winning the lottery twice from the same gas station, shit like that. I mean, yeah. Same old stuff. Huh. So, yeah. So, anything you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Um, no. No. Like we mentioned, yeah, I, I mean, so. I think this was, this was a, Quick week, it seemed like. Yep. Quick podcast, oh, quick week. I, I played my my best golf round ever, actually, this week. Oh, that was awesome. Nice. Nice. It yeah. was that uh, top golf practice you got in. That yeah, that, I, th- I really think it was, actually. Mm-hmm. I got some good practice with those uh, those drives and iron practice mm-hmm. from practicing my short game. And um, yeah, I, uh, there was actually one shot. Um, my, me and my, it was me and my brother-in-law Tyler who were golfing at a course in Sioux Falls, and we were on the seventh hole, and my drive was perfect. Where I, I probably was about like left side of the fairway, about a hundred yards from the from the hole, and so I took my, I think it was my seven iron, and I took a shot. Um, and it landed on the green and starts rolling straight towards the hole. Ooh. And I'm like, oh my God, is it gonna go in? And then right when the hole right where the hole was, the ball mm-hmm. disappears. Oh. I'm like, holy moly, did I just make like a hundred yard shot? And yeah. so me and my me and my brother-in-law are celebrating, we're jumping around and mm-hmm. we're just like, holy shit, I just made an eagle. And yep. so we drive up and it turns out that the ball was at the exact right angle. Uh where it disappears behind the hill right oh. where the hole was. Oh. So mm. it was the, the biggest letdown. Yeah. Like mm. I still managed to par the hole, which was nice, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was kind of like an Eagle par. I don't know. You know, still, still got a par. I love those where, where you're, especially if it's a blind approach or even if you're further away, but approach or further away or whatever, where you take an iron, put it up in into a distance you know you're in the ballpark and you walk up you're walking up towards the green you're like but you don't really because it's so blind you don't know where you're at but yeah, I, right. this happens so many times like there's always those holes where you, you want you can't find your ball you can't find your ball you know oh i there's been so many better check the hole better check the cup better check the hole but yeah and that's where you're hoping but then more than likely it's buried into the you know buried deep into the rough on the side of the green or something like that. right yeah. right yeah that happens. Well, at least you got a par on the whole car. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. I got two yeah. pars that day, actually. It was my hey, first, look, the first time ever getting two pars, of course. Look at you. Yeah. yeah.
All right, guys. So hopefully David David will be back next week. Um, we'll record again next Sunday or maybe Saturday. I don't know. Probably Sunday again. Um, yeah. Uh, for myself, Tony, for Dave and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Go Loons. Go Loons.